Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. This is David Shoemaker, and I'd like to welcome you to Living Thelema. Now, before we get started with the main content for this month's uh, podcast, I just wanted to catch you up on some recent changes in terms of the podcast itself, and also let you know about some speaking engagements I have in the next few months, in case you're interested in coming out to to see me. Um, First of all, many of you may be aware, but just in case, uh, I thought I'd clarify that uh, in late 2014, I took Living Thelema out on its own as a freestanding podcast. We had been hosted very graciously uh, by uh, Speech in the Silence for several years, and I really appreciate the work those those folks have done um, and continue to do for uh, for Thelema in general. Um, But it was time to to break this out uh, on its own, and so we did that starting in November. In November, we released the um, podcast on the middle pillar, and then in April of this year, uh, 2015, we released the second part of the Magic of Gnostic Mass. So those were the first two, uh, which were released under uh, the Living Thelema banner um, as a freestanding podcast. Now, all of the podcasts, going back to the very first one on Liberesh, uh, in I believe it was January 2010, uh, all of these are permanently archived at uh, livingthelema.com. Under the resources menu, you'll see there's a podcast um, option. And if you click on that and then click through to another link there, uh, you'll find the, the archives. Now, you can subscribe to Living Thelema in several ways. You can go through iTunes, as usual, and subscribe that way. You can also go to feedburner.com and uh, look for Living Thelema. All of these options um, are described on the website as well. Also on the website... Um, as we've always had up there, um, there's some read, uh, reading lists, other resources, uh, pranayama, star ruby demonstration, things like that in the, in the resources uh, menu. Also, some information on training options, some information about my background and uh, the work that I do, and of course, uh, uh, links and information about the Living Thelema book. So that's enough about the podcast, but uh, or about the uh, the website. But I just want to make sure you're aware of all the resources there. Now, in the next few months, uh, quite a few speaking engagements, and I'm looking forward to bringing some talks to brand new places for me. Um, Saturday, July 18th in Venice, California, uh, I'll be doing an interactive workshop on the true will. This will be uh, the most uh, in-depth and expanded version of this I've done, um, and I'm really hoping that will allow for a lot lot of uh, audience participation and really kind of workshopping this in a new and deeper way. Um, Then Friday, September 11th, in the evening, I'll be in Stockholm, Sweden, and be presenting Tarot in the Path of Initiation at an exact time and venue to be announced. Uh, Saturday, September 11th, also in Stockholm in the afternoon, um, an introduction to ceremonial magic. Again, venue and time to be announced. Um, Friday, September 18th, in the evening in Norwich, England. Um, I'll bring that interactive workshop on the true will to England. And then finally, on Saturday, October 31st and Sunday, November 1st, I'll be in Nashville, Tennessee, doing two talks, an introduction to Hermetic Kabbalah and an introduction to ceremonial magic. Now, all of these, with the exception of the Sweden talks, are already um, Facebook events, and the links for those events are up on the livingthelema.com Um, upcoming appearances page. 
and I expect the the Sweden talks to have uh, Facebook links up there soon. So keep an eye on the uh, the public appearances page. I update it regularly whenever I am scheduling new talks. So hopefully you'll uh, you'll get to come out and uh, and I will look forward to meeting you if I haven't already. Okay, so today's talk is on the Golden Dawn tradition in modern Thelema. Let me start by defining what I mean when I say Golden Dawn because Lord knows uh, 100 years down the line from the original, more than 100 years down the line from the original founding of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, there's been so many offshoots and splinters and uh, modifications and uh, other elaborations that it's it's hard to know what someone means when they say Golden Dawn. But uh, the original Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn was founded in 1888, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, um, of course, Aleister Crowley came in to, uh, to the Golden Dawn in 1898, which is his first uh, full ceremonial initiation experience, and he dated that as his magical birthday, so to speak. Um, the original Golden Dawn has a framework of ritual and teachings based on uh, what were called the Cypher Manuscripts, and these were manuscripts that were either written or discovered, depending on who you listen to, um, by the founders of the Golden Dawn and uh, contain uh, skeletal outlines of rituals and approaches to ritual that are uh, that were developed later into the, the, the actual functioning rituals of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Um, it's a degree system based on the Tree of Life, where each degree, or grade as they were called in those days, um, is based on one of the Sephiroth of the Tree of Life, and the experience of going through the ritual, the, the tone of the ritual, the teachings of the ritual, and then the work you were to undertake during your time in that grade, um, all were designed to stimulate the uh, the conscious and unconscious minds in terms of certain symbol sets and to encode those symbol sets to um, impress upon again the conscious and unconscious mind the the nature of the paths and the uh, sephiroth on the tree so that you're really building an internal map of these regions these regions of the soul if you will regions of the universe um, and so it was, uh, to my mind, a very powerful way of getting that from the ground up instruction in Kabbalah, the, uh, the foundational training and the basic correspondences, uh, the things, kinds of things you would find in 777, uh, learning Hebrew alphabet, learning astrological correspondences, uh, all of those basic building blocks of ceremonial magic. Um, were encoded and and unraveled um, sequentially and, and progressively across the degrees of the the order. Now, uh, as I said, Aleister Crowley was initiated into the the uh, HOGD in 1898, and um, not too long after that, around 1900, uh, there was a schism in the order. Uh, Crowley was. Uh, for a while at least, loyal to Mathers, one of the founders, and uh, 
but then eventually he, Crowley himself, left, left the order. Um, his experience in the Golden Dawn, um, in terms of some of the negatives, honestly, some of the, the, the politics and the, uh, the jockeying for grades and, and power and social standing, uh, the, uh, his perception that, that progress was being uh, afforded or accorded to people um, purely based on their, on their worldly possessions or their, their outside social standing, these sorts of problems really turned him off um, of this kind of a system in, in some ways. I also think that Crowley, being such a genius and such a, f a quick study on some of the, the foundational materials, um, I, I, I think he underestimated the value of that type of basic preparation for aspirants to, to the great work. So when he went off and founded the AA, um, also a Tree of Life-based system, essentially what he did was he, he ditched the entire preparatory experience of the first order of the Golden Dawn and pretty much tossed people right in to the equivalent of a second order Golden Dawn experience. So uh, he was counting on people being able to sink or swim and just just come in with, uh, with a minimum of background and study up and, and learn all the material and, and then use it in more of a, a, a self-paced self-study kind of approach with, with their one teacher as opposed to working in a social order. So um, with, uh, with all due respect to the amazing work that Crowley did in structuring the AA, I think he did remove something of value that many students have found useful. Now you may be asking, useful how? <laughs> to what end? Um, in, in my experience within Lima in my teaching capacity in various orders over the years, uh, I've noticed that when aspirants to AA have had um, the opportunity to go through some sort of more structured preparatory training um, where they have internalized the, the, the basic meanings and um, again those sort of inner zones corresponding to the paths and the sephiroth on the tree of life and uh, they really sealed up that system within themselves through their own experience. Then when they get to AA work later on, they, um, they've hit the ground running, you know, and they've, they've got the, uh, the basic uh, memorization done. They've had the benefit of working with daily ritual already and keeping a diary and, um, um, going through the, the internal transformative process that a first order system patterned on the Golden Dawn can provide. And um, I think that's really valuable for many students. Not every student needs that. Not every student wants that. But for those that are suited to it and want that and need it, it's really, really, uh, really, really useful. So, um, what I'm going to try to do today is talk about how you can take the best of what exists in the, in the, in the basic Golden Dawn framework, sort of the, the landmarks of a Golden Dawn system, but bring that into a Thelemic context. And I'm going to talk about this mostly from the standpoint of the Thelemic 
Golden Dawn-based order that I administer called the Temple of the Silver Star, um, because, of course, that's what I'm most intimately familiar with. But uh, there are other Thelemic orders that incorporate Golden Dawn uh, traditions as well, and so I, I don't want to try to speak for them, but uh, it may be that a lot of what I see, what I say today regarding Temple of the Silver Star, which I'll call TOTS for short, um, is, um, you know, maybe applicable to those other orders as well. So, uh, in case it's not apparent from what I've said already, um, one of the real benefits of fusing these two traditions, um, seeing Thelema as an elaboration and, and an expansion of the Golden Dawn instead of something that entirely replaces it, uh, brings several advantages. It, um, it gives you that preparatory training. It also provides more structure for um, understanding the paths in the Sephiroth in the context of their Thelemic import. Um, and I want to talk to you a little bit about how we've updated the traditional Golden Dawn curriculum to be uh, workable in a Thelemic context and to make sense, really, in, in the new Aeon. So uh, there's several points that are really important here. The old Aeon Golden Dawn implementation uh, brought candidates to a climactic identification with Osiris as the initiator. The, the god form of Osiris was the symbolic initiator and and really the uh, sort of the the archetype with which candidates were supposed to identify with uh, as as the completed perfected initiate. That's what you're shooting for. You're, you're trying to transform yourself into a perfected Osiris, right? Um, in, in the Toth system, the aspirant is Osiris right from the beginning. Um, before their first initiation even begins, they uh, walk in the door identified with Osiris. So what we are doing in, in our system is bringing each candidate, one candidate at a time, into the new Aeon uh, ritually. Uh, it's also a way of showing that we're in a new Aeon. Instead of uh, having Osiris as the main point of identification, we have Horus. Uh, we read in the Book of the Law, Rahur Queet hath taken his seat in the east at the equinox of the gods. Hur in his secret name and splendor is the Lord initiating. Um, this doesn't make too much sense unless you recognize that um, we now have Rahur Queet taking his seat as the Hierophant in our, our temple and as the central archetype with which we identify as initiates. Also, importantly, um, in the old Aeon, we had a lot of emphasis on the LVX formula. I've done a podcast on the, the Lux and Knox formula uh, a couple years ago. Um, in the old Aeon, the Golden Dawn traditions had a lot of emphasis on the LVX formula as, um, as it relates to the dying god and as it relates to the idea of an external redeemer. So the climactic initiatory experience in, uh, in an old Aeon Golden Dawn approach would have a good bit of focus on being redeemed by some external force uh, and um, what we've tried to do in TOTS is remove that emphasis on the external redeemer and 
put the focus where we think it rightly should be in a more thelemic context, which is on redeeming ourselves and being reborn every moment into a new self, that child consciousness we read about in the Book of the Law and in Crowley's commentaries. Now, um, as we would hope and expect, I think, um, the rituals in Tots have been transformed, um, and we've had the benefit of uh, several incarnations of predecessor orders across the last century to uh, to help us with this because we you know it's a living tradition, um, and the rituals have been have been updated to be entirely accord with in accord with the Thelemic dispensation. So um, we have the concept of true will as a central guiding principle. We have that Osiris to Horus changeover I was mentioning earlier. Um, we have recast the ordeals and the mysteries connected with the Sephiroth and the paths and the, the tasks, the rituals themselves, uh, the personal work. Um, we've transformed all of that to be uh, in accord with new Aeon thinking, with, with uh, with uh, Thelema. And we've also been able to continue a process of removing uh, sexist language and doctrines. We've also had the ability to benefit from a century's worth of depth psychology, most particularly the work of Jung, um, Asajoli, and folks like that, um, who have developed over decades really powerful transformational technologies um, that just weren't available at the time at the time of the original Golden Dawn, and really weren't available even in Crowley's lifetime for his work in AA. Um, now, in in Tots in particular, we benefit from the connection to my teacher Sora Merrill, Phyllis Seckler, who had such a, a a strong emphasis in her own teaching on psychological balancing, on self knowledge on um, the importance of uh, approaching magical work from the standpoint of a centered, balanced personality and not being blind to ego drives and to uh, you know those sorts of impulses in, in the lower personality that would tend to, to send us off course. And of course, uh, for me, as a, as a Jungian oriented psychologist, I, uh, I bring a, a lot of uh, that influence into the way I've designed the order to work as well. So um, why would you want to do this work? Let's talk a little bit about, about the, the whys. If you want from the ground up training in Kabbalah, tarot, astrology, ceremonial magic, meditation, here's a structured way to, to get it. If you want progressive instruction in Thelemic philosophy uh, with a specific focus on the discovery of the true will, here's a place to get it. We, uh, speaking of the true will, uh, as an example of how we've integrated it, um, no, one mo no one moves from the first order into our second order until they are able to articulate as best they can at that level of understanding um, their true will in a, a simple phrase or sentence. Uh, that doesn't mean that that'll be an unchanging reality for them forever, but until they are able to get that into words based on a whole lot of um, in-depth personal work and development, then they don't progress into the second order. 
so the uh, Tefereth attainment in Tots is not full knowledge and conversation of the Holy Guardian Angel as it would be for the 5-6 of AA, but it is uh, sort of a lower octave version of that where there is some new awareness, a breakthrough of awareness about the spiritual purpose of the person. And we have a lot of tools to do that, both magical and psychological. Um, we teach specific uh, tools for um, building the ability to generate and channel magical force. Um, your skepticism on this point is welcome, as always, but uh, we have a technology that's been developed over, well, millennia, of course, but in terms of our immediate predecessors over the course of more than a century, um, with each new successive order adding its own flavor and its new set of tools and its own personality. So if you're a beginner, all of those things will hopefully be useful. But even experienced magicians uh, who have done other Golden Dawn work or other Thelemic work uh, may find that the structure and the tools that we present in, in TOTS bring a new level of self-awareness and uh, a new dimension of understanding the Thelemic and Kabbalistic concepts. Now, another benefit of the work in TOTS, and it's important to some people and not important to others, um, we actually are a lineal descendant of the original Golden Dawn. Um, in an unbroken chain of uh, successor orders, where at each new iteration, um, advanced initiates from the second order, usually in upper administration, have branched off to form a new order. So this isn't people picking up uh, Regardi's Golden Dawn book and deciding to start an order. We actually are following from more than a century of unbroken tradition, hierophant to hierophant, initiator to initiator, from the HOGD. Now, finally, another reason that people might want to pursue this work with us specifically is that we do have um, a linkage to AA. Um, we are in service to AA. And as I said earlier, um, many people who have had we, we have found that many people who have had preliminary training in, in TOTS have gone on to greater success in AA because of that running start that I was talking about before. Now, it's really incredibly important to emphasize that by joining Temple of the Silver Star, you don't join AA. It's not the same thing. Um, and um, it, it's I can't overstate how important it is to understand that. Um, the structures of the orders are entirely different. The administration is different. Um, AA functions on its own plane uh, in accordance with the uh, the landmarks that Crowley and Jones used to set it up. Um, but in TOTS, we help people prepare. I also want to emphasize that um, one joins AA by going through the traditional student curriculum and um, uh, that there's absolutely no requirement or expectation that anyone go through the Temple of the Silver Star system or the courses of the International College of Thelema, which is its parent organization. Um, there is no requirement or expectation that anyone proceed through TOTS or ICOT in order to enter AA. Uh, absolutely no expectation of that. These are separate things. They can complement each other, but they're not... Uh, 
uh, no expectation of, of uh, doing one just because you're doing the other. Now, um, work in groups like Temple of the, Th of the Silver Star uh, is greatly enhanced by the ability to participate in the ongoing monthly ritual. Um, so to that end, we have groups um, forming around the world that uh, provide opportunities for people to, to participate in the monthly ritual, which has an emphasis on energy raising, healing, um, and magical instruction, and uh, the uh, unquestionable benefit of doing ritual in a group month in, month out, refining your ability to move energy, have a ritual presence, uh, develop skill in the very subtle aspects of, of conducting ritual and moving force. Uh, there's no replacement for just doing that on a regular basis with other people who are uh, oath-bound to do the same thing. So um, we have working groups in Sacramento, in Oakland, in Los Angeles, in uh, Norwich, England, and uh, new groups forming all the time. So um, uh, if you're interested in any of this, if the idea of being uh, an initiate of a Thelemic order that operates with a structure bringing with it all the benefits of the original Golden Dawn, then you might want to check out Temple of the Silver Star at uh, intcot.org. And there's an FAQ there that's... Uh, pretty uh, thorough and you might want to look at that. We have online applications. Um, so, uh, you know, I've told you quite a bit about Temple of the Silver Star specifically today and uh, of course I want you to know about it. It's an order that I care about a lot and that I administer and and uh, have seen people benefit a lot from. But really my primary aim was to show that the system of the Golden Dawn, the underlying skeleton of that system has a lot to offer. And it can offer that within the context of Thelema and not merely um, in a sort of an old Aeon context that many Thelemites might find to be uh, outdated or uh, lacking uh, some of the hallmarks of Thelema that they find dear. So I hope this has been interesting and useful for you and I invite you to to contact me if you have any questions as always and of course if you have suggestions for future podcast episodes or any feedback on uh, this or any other episode please don't hesitate to write to me at uh, david at livingthelema.com and uh, that will be it for this time so I'd like to thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you next time love is the law love under will